Hello, I'm Deanna Heron, host of the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. Have you ever wanted to do something bold, like start a business, write a book, or go for your dream job? This show was created for women just like you who want to be bold, shine bright with grace. My goal is to educate you, inspire you, and empower you with ideas that can transform your life. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron Podcast Show at DeannaHeron.net. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Deanna Heron Podcast Show. This is Deanna Heron, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of this amazing community that has been created by this podcast. Today's podcast, I have three incredible entrepreneurs that happen to be great friends of mine. And this podcast is designed for those of you women who want or feel that tug to do something more. We have lots of Q&A that we're going to talk about today that will hopefully help you on your road to your success. So today I want to introduce to you, first and foremost, Victoria McHugh. Hi guys, thank you so much, Deanna. I am so excited to be here and just to be in your presence alongside these incredible other entrepreneurs. Um, so like Deanna said, my name is Victoria McHugh and I am 29 years old. I'm originally from Australia, currently living in Scotland. Um, I am a fiance to a professional rugby player over here in Scotland. And I actually started my journey in entrepreneurship six years ago in Australia when I was 23 years old. I was working full-time in corporate at the time. I just completed a full university degree in communications and marketing and realized that I did not want to spend the rest of my life working in corporate nine to five. I had such a passion for travel. I had a passion for helping people. And so when I found, you know, different ways to, um, you know, follow my dreams. That's exactly what I did. So I'm so excited. I've been working with Deanna for quite a few years. She is one of my best mentors and favorite friends. And I'm just so excited to get the opportunity to ask you all of the questions that I basically ask you every day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Vic. Joe. Hi everyone, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. So I'm coming to you live from the beautiful Gold Coast, I'm born and bred in New Zealand and my cultural, my background is Samoan. So I've got a Polynesian um, upbringing, I'm married to my husband Bo, we have got our beautiful daughter Maya who's three years old and my background is in the health and fitness industry but growing up I struggled with a lot of things and it really was 13 years ago when I found God that I knew that I deserved more um, and really started my journey um, as an entrepreneur. So I'm excited to be here and just um, share what Deanna has taught all of us um, and enjoy this amazing conversation with these incredible ladies. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Hi everyone, I'm really excited to be on here and I absolutely love that 
this is for women, empowering women. And I truly believe that you're going to get so much out of this. So thank you, Deanna. It's such a privilege to be asked to be on this call with you and to have this time to chat with you beautiful ladies. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kitty Tamaki, and I'm also coming to you live from the Gold Coast. I'm originally from New Zealand, an Indigenous Māori of New Zealand. And a little bit about myself and my background is um, my husband and I actually moved here to the Gold Coast specifically to pastor a church. So um, being a full-time pastor is truly a passion of mine. And that's where obviously people are a passion of mine. So everything I've always done has always been around purpose. And so when I looked into business and becoming an entrepreneur, I, it had to be around people. So I've absolutely loved this journey and I'm blessed to be able to work with these incredible women. And in the last two and a half years have connected with Deanna and her leadership and her beautiful um, spirit. And I just feel so aligned to everything that she is. And so I'm really blessed to be a part of this. So I'm excited to be on here today and share a little bit with you guys. And I'm a mother of four as well. So like many mums out there, we live a busy lifestyle, but that's where you know we have the ability to grow our capacity and to build um, whatever our dreams are and whatever we desire. So if I can get straight into our first question, if that's all right, Deanna. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I thought it would be um really awesome for you just to share a little bit, like also being a mother and and building a successful business as an entrepreneur. How did you find balancing your life as a mum, building business, especially in those early stages? Okay. This is such a this is an amazing question. First of all, um, for those of you that are listening, you can obviously tell that my accent is a little bit sexier than these women that have joined me today. I'm listening to them thinking, oh my goodness, I have picked three of the most amazing women to be on this call, but they have such an amazing voice. And now I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not enough <laughs> to be interviewing them. Um, so, you know, this podcast, and I'm, I'm gonna flip it on, on these ladies really quick. This podcast was designed, you guys, to be a Q&A but I know that I'm going to have a lot of questions for you guys, if that's okay, because um, just listening to your backgrounds, and I know your backgrounds, I know your hearts, just some of the things that you said on the intro, there are questions that I have for you as well. Um, but I am going to answer your question. Um, you know, I think, I think when it comes to balance, that is a, that's a tricky word for a mom that is wanting to have something outside of the home as well. And here's something that I want everyone to know is as women, we are created for a purpose and it's not always just inside the family unit. So when you have that tug on your heart, when you have something that you really feel like you need, need to go for, I'm telling you, you need to go for it because that is a tug from God. That is your calling and it may be scary and you may wonder how in the world am I going to make this happen with my family, with my kids, et cetera. And so balance is, it's kind of a tricky word. So when you say, tell me a little bit about what you mean by balancing. 
Yeah. So obviously as a mother, we wear so many hats Mm -hmm. and I know um, there may be some people watching who think, oh my gosh, I just don't know how I can add any more hats to what I already carry. And I know as a young mum too, I can remember there was so many seasons and, you know, being a young mum and a pastor, I think there was, I've got four children. So I felt like at one stage of my life, I was forever pregnant. (laughs) So it's just, you know, and you're trying to balance out being a pastor, being a leader, being a friend, you know, and then looking into becoming an entrepreneur in business, it just feels like, how do I add something else into that mix? So I love what you said in terms of balance. It is a tricky word because I guess um, quite often we're incredibly unbalanced, aren't we? But how do we sort of make that work for us in our favor? Okay. So let me tell you this, you are talking to um, a recovering perfectionist. So I am, when I, when I started my entrepreneurship, I, you know, my background is in medicine. So I'm very much a, a perfectionist and want, I wanted all of my ducks in a row. I wanted my practice to be perfect. I wanted my home to look perfect for you when you came to my home. I wanted the meals to be perfect that I cooked for my family. And so that's kind of how I put myself in a box. And when I started doing something outside of medicine with a family, I had to realize that everything's not going to be perfect. And some things had to go by the wayside temporarily while I, while I, I just kind of moved from one thing to the other Um, here's my, here's my definition of balance for you. Balance for me means that when I am doing a task, I'm present with that task. When I'm with my family, I am present with my family. When I'm at my job, I'm present at my job. Does that make sense? So um, that's what balance is to me, is just having the ability to be present. Because I know many times when I branched out into entrepreneurship, that phone was present in all aspects of my life and that I did not feel balanced. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's that ability to be present at whatever task it is that you're doing. But um, building alongside a career and a family, you you will have to make some sacrifices. I'm I'm just going to be really, really transparent. Um, And the sacrifices that I made when I, you know, was starting to build a business, I just didn't watch TV in the evenings with my husband. I utilized that to build my business. My lunch hour was used to build my business instead of going to a fast food joint with the nurses or whatever that was. Um, When I was cooking, I was on my phone, building my business, et cetera. So it's working in that nooks and crannies, but it's, it's, I think that takes away from mom guilt when we are able to be present when we're with our kids, because it's more about the quality of time and not the quantity. I love that so much. Oh, here we are. (laughs) I was just going to chime in here because the question that I had for you, Deanna, and that was so beautifully um, put, Kitty, and I love the answer there. But so I, I started building my business, you know, only five or six years ago now. So a lot of that has been utilizing social media. And obviously through that, I have had a phone or an iPad attached to my hand, attached to my head, 
uh, AirPods are in on multiple devices. And for me, something I've really struggled with is my energy, just being there all the time, being sort of accessible 24 seven. And I just wanted to ask you with, with that, especially, you know, building it alongside kids and another job and, and all of that, how do you like maintain your energy? How do you maintain your excitement and your fire for not only yourself, but everyone else that you coach or you work with, or that you're trying to help with your mission to help women? That is an amazing question. Um, okay. So yeah, that is an amazing question because a lot of times as, as women, and you guys tell me if, if you fall in this or have fallen in this category, but a lot of times as women, we have a tendency to um, wear all of those different hats and we come very last. And as women, a lot of times we feel like that's very self, selfish for us to take care of us, but it's actually very selfish for us not to take care of us first. And the reason why you guys, is if you aren't taking care of you, your energy, exercising, eating well, taking time just to be still and away from the noise, you will not have the energy to give to your family, to your team, to your church, whatever that is. Um, they will be getting the leftovers and you have, we have to fill our cups. And there's so many times, especially when you're building a team, that... Um, we, our energy has to be really high and I want to give you permission that there are times when you need to accept that you just don't have that energy today. And so you need to do whatever it takes to build yourself back up podcasts, books, conferences, um, calling somebody that you respect that can, you know, talk you, <laughs> talk you back up. Um, but as leaders, I think a lot of times we feel guilty that we're not always up and that's, that's just not reality. It, that's not reality. So this, does that help Vic or was there something else alongside that? No, absolutely. You answered the question so perfectly. And I think it is about just trying to figure out how to disconnect from the 24 seven. And I think especially today and in the time now um, with everything and the way that the world's moving, I guess it was probably different to when you started building your business at how accessible you can be and just really being able to have, I guess, the discipline to like remove yourself from being that person all the time for everyone. So absolutely love that answer. And so that's the key is having the discipline to remove yourself from the situation and knowing it is okay. Because if you are not full right now, if you pick up that call, it's, it's not going, the purpose that of the call is it, it's not going to end up happening. So you have to say, okay, it's okay. If I just take 10 minutes and just breathe or take 10 minutes and listen to a podcast and I can get to that call when I fill my tank back up. I love awesome. this. I am learning a lot myself um, but my question, just carrying on from that, Deanna, in terms of the days that we are a little bit down or we don't have the energy, and I think 2020 was a year where we have all been through a lot, like when you have found yourself on those down days, like is there anything that you practice or um, particular things that you do to like pick yourself up? Okay, that's so good. 
Okay, so I'm gonna be, can I be just really transparent with you guys? Um, there are there are times, and sometimes it's in the middle of the day um, where I have to just turn my brain off, and whatever it is, um, whatever time it is, I just have to turn off, and my turn off is watching, and and I'm very disciplined one Netflix episode of whatever show I'm watching. And I'll never forget, Vic called me one time. She goes, I think I need to watch Netflix. And I said, watch Netflix, go do it. If that's what, if that's your downtime, you need to allow yourself to have that downtime. But um, so that's, you know, sometimes I do, you, you have to give yourself a break because a lot of times we feel like, oh, I'm taking a break and I'm watching Netflix. I'm such a terrible leader. No, if that's what turns your brain off, you need to do that. So let me give you an example. And I love this, um, this example because I used to give my husband such a hard time about it. When, when he was coaching and, and coaching is, is, it's such a, a, you know, it's such an exhausting occupation truly um, because he's, I mean, he coached women, God bless him. And, um, you know, I, I hate that for him <laughs> because everybody's in a different stage of their month, et cetera. And so he would come home from a busy day of coaching and, and teaching different skills and dealing with all of the emotions, right? You guys can under, understand that as an entrepreneur. And he would want to just sit in his recliner with the clicker. Yeah. Can you guys relate to that? And it was one of those things truly that really caused a lot of rift in our marriage for a while. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just came home and I'm doing all of these bazillion things. Cause remember I'm a perfectionist and you're sitting there watching TV. How can you do that? And I learned several years later that for a man that is called their nothing box. So where they just have a few minutes where they think about nothing. And we have that nothing box too, as busy, busy entrepreneurs, moms, friends, daughters, et cetera. And so give yourself permission to go into that nothing box. But what we have a tendency to do is say, okay, I just don't, you know, I need to just check out for a minute, but I probably should go read a leadership book. So you're really not checked out. Does that make sense? Go for a walk, do something on the Peloton, do something that whatever it is can give your brain just a few seconds of nothingness. And for me, that can be trashy Netflix because I don't have to think about anything. And I know that sounds terrible, but it, it's true. So I want to give you guys permission to do the same. Okay. But like I said, I'm disciplined about, okay, just one, and then I'm going to get back up and do what I need to do. So good. I love that. And you know, it's, it's funny because Christmas time, my husband and I decided to like go away. So we went to a little island with our family and it was interesting because we both said it takes such a long time to wind down when you mm -hmm. lead a busy lifestyle and it's surrounded by people and you're always pouring out. And so, like you said, Deanna, we have to give ourselves permission to just shut down. <laughs> and I, I'm the same. Like I think my husband and I, our favorite pastime is movies. We love to go to the movies and, and you know, we love all movies because it's just, that's kind of like our quiet, just shut down. But also for me, like, I guess as we're talking on this um, topic in terms of just being still like as a woman of faith for myself, like my hu mm -hmm. a huge foundation of my life 
has been my faith in God. And also, you know, that's moved over and transitioned over into my business as an entrepreneur as well. So, you know, for myself, I know that what I always know is when I'm getting high strung or I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling pressure, I always come back to the fact that if there's no peace, then I haven't been in spending enough time with the Prince of Peace. So that's how, how I see it. So I always know that's where I can find I'm out of balance or I'm a little unaligned is that I have to go back to that place. But, you know, for myself, I, I, I love my miracle morning. I love my time with God. So I always realign myself in my, in my spirit to make sure that I can always have that peace. I can always have that joy on tap if I need it because hey like you said Deanna we we get so much high pressure and everything that we do at home and everywhere we and everything that we're doing so I think like yourself you're a woman of faith as well like has that played I guess this is a question has it played a big part in in your success and in your business and how has that rolled over in terms of um, your business as well with your faith Okay, I'm just going to say mic drop to that. We can completely finish this podcast. That was amazing because what you said in just that one minute is something everybody needs to know is that when we have no peace and when we feel so stressed out and confused and no direction, what that means is that we are trying to take, take over and we have to give it up to, to God. You have to give your life up to God. And I would say during, um, well, just in, in my life in general, but at being a businesswoman, I didn't know the how. I just knew the possibilities. And so knowing that the how was out there for somebody who has always been in control of their success, that was a stressor for me. And so I personally had to put my goal out there, put what I wanted for my family out there and just trust and have faith that the how was going to show up. And you guys, this is the most important part of our life is just being able to trust that the how will show up whenever we're moving in that direction. But having the faith that number one, you have a creator that has created you for abundance. And that abundance is not skipped over you. You are here for a reason. And when you have that pull, to me, that's a calling. When you feel it on your heart, I knew that I had to move forward in to become an entrepreneur. I knew that there was that tug. And so I needed to trust the process and have faith that it was going to work out. Now, just being human, I do try and take it over, but that's when I get my my panties in a wad and I, and I feel stressed out. Like this isn't going the right way. And of course it isn't because I'm trying to control it, but, um, faith is a huge part of, part of who I am and becoming an entrepreneur has definitely, definitely increased that faith with me. But I love, I love how you said, when we lack peace, we need to be with the Prince of Peace. And so, so true. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. 
Can I just add something to that for actually a selfish reason, reason because I was going to call you about this today anyway. <laughs> so why not address it here? But I think for me, and I echo everything that Kitty and Deanna both said about faith, and it's been something that for me personally, I did not grow up with faith, if I'm completely honest. It wasn't it wasn't a part of my family really. And it's definitely something that over the last couple of years, being a part of, you know, my business and being an entrepreneur and almost searching for more and searching for that, that, that thing, that, that faith that can help propel me forward. That's been a part of my journey. And I still sometimes find myself falling into a place of fear and I think over, especially the last 12 months, whether or not it's um, something that's externally being put upon us or whether or not it's my own limiting belief or my own thought patterns, but fear has definitely played a role in my business this year and also my life as, as I'm sure it has in almost every single person. And I think it's such a perfect time to address it. But I would love to know, as well as your faith, for, for anyone else who's maybe on that journey, um, what, what, like, what are some tools that you can recommend, some almost practical tools to get out of that fear, out of that anxiety and that place of, oh my gosh, is this working? Can I do this? Um, you know, I've, is it ever going to be different? Is it, is it ever going to be like get better? You know, those really fundamental fears that I think we all feel no matter how strong we think our mindset is? That is a loaded question. And I'm going to answer it full on. And girls, feel free. I mean, feel free to jump in on this because I, I'm i going to answer that from my own personal experience. And um, fear has fear can overwhelm us and control us and can absolutely keep you from being who you were created to be. And um, the only way to overcome that fear is truly just by having faith, by just saying, I trust that this is just part of the process and I'm, I'm going to move forward in faith. But you said something that I think I want to, I, I want to address, um, and, and this is my journey. So all of my life, because... Um, it was truly because of the way that, that I, my upbringing, I sought my worth through the world. I sought my worth through searching for happiness. Maybe if I do this, then I'll be happy. Maybe if I have more this, then I'll be happy. Maybe if I get that bigger house, then I'll be happy. Um, and so I was constantly searching for the next greatest, best thing through the world, appearance, whatever that, whatever that was. And it left me empty when I had within my heart the entire time, the whole purpose of me being on this earth. And that is for me to love others and for me to love myself and it does, nothing else matters. And I tell myself today, if I have my God and I have my family, I'm going to be taken care of no matter what. And when I get my panties in a while, because I still do, that's where I go back to. I have my God. I have my family. 
that's all I need. Um, so that may not be some practical tips. So I want to give it over to Joe. Do you guys have? Yeah, um, I love that question. And um, I think for me, starting out as an entrepreneur, definitely the fear of failure, um, mm. or the fear of failing in front of other people and embarrassing myself. But I think equally what drove me forward was um, the fear of staying in the same place and accepting the growth that was going to come on that journey and the ups and downs that came with it as well. And it's just been so rewarding and not letting that fear hold us back from such a, a bigger life and a bigger future and that abundance that you were talking about, Deanna. Yeah, beautiful. I'll jump in and um, ask a quick, sorry, Vic, do you want to go? Oh, no, I was just going to, just to say, number one, Joe, I just love you and I can't wait for you. <laughs> right, I know what you're going to say next about your journey and it's just so special. Um, but something that you said there about the fear, fear of failure, that was, you know, that was such a big thing for me. And I think it is a big thing for, for everyone is, is how to kind of get over that first hurdle of that fear and something that I've learned through the fear as well, and again, like I'm still working on this, is you have to have that in order to teach people. And so when I've looked at things that I was scared of, even just starting out in as an entrepreneur and all of the things that you learn and all of the things that you say um, when you're starting out, and, and now I look back and I can really give so much great advice to people and, and be able to say, that was I, you know, I went through that and I felt like that. And so whenever I'm going through the fear, which I, I did a lot in 2020, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I can definitely say to myself, this is the reason I'm going through it because one day I'm going to be able to help someone come through it as well. So that's, that's definitely something that I've taken from that, but sorry to interrupt you, Joe. I'm, I know that you had something you wanted to ask Deanna. So let me, let me just tag on to that. Um, um, because Vic, one thing I want you to know is we all have fear um, and it doesn't matter how successful there will still be a level of fear, but I loved what you said about, you know, when in the beginning, when you had that fear, you didn't realize why you were having it. And it was really because you were going to step out in faith and grow yourself so that you could help somebody else. And so it's the same thing with 2020. I don't know anybody who didn't have some level of fear in 2020. It just was weird. And um, so, but what we learned in 2020, we have, we have grown from that. And I, that's so beautiful. What you said is that's why we, we have that is so that we can see, oh my gosh, there's on the other side of that, that is where the growth happens. I love that. Um, so my question for you, Deanna, um, you know, and I think where we connect a lot is from our past and, you know, growing up not having a lot. And in the most recent years of my success, I really found myself um, struggle with success, struggle with um, my own personal money mindsets, um, self-sabotaging, like thinking, oh, my gosh, is this too good? Um, and even in leadership, I've seen other people really struggle with wanting more um, or being okay with wanting more for their families. Like, 
how have you found in your journey in dealing with, um, you know, just those limiting uh, mindsets? Around around money in particular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say really around money. Yeah. So I grew up very poor, um, very, very poor. And in fact, um, I think I talked about this on, on my last podcast. We, we were on food stamps. Um, I had lunch tickets. And they were different color, which I'll never understand why they did that. But I didn't know any different back in the day. Um, and so we didn't come from any. But I have to tell you, that is that is one of the reasons why I wanted to be successful. Number one, I believe that my mom stayed um, with a husband because she didn't feel like she had, you know, enough money to be able to release from that situation. So I knew that I wanted to be self-sufficient, but I also thought success was where happiness was because we didn't have happiness and we did not have, um, we did not have money, but all of that to say, once I reached a level of success and a level of income there, there was still that, um, that money mindset that was, that was holding me, holding me back. And it was a little bit of, it was a little bit of guilt that I had more than what my family had um, and that do I really deserve to have money? And you guys, what are I, where I have come from um, and where I am today is I understand that money is just an exchange and it's an exchange of, because it's an exchange of what we have to offer this world. So if you offer the world a lot, there's going to be a lot of exchange of money that takes that takes place within your life. And so I money doesn't define who I am today, but it's definitely something I want to give today. And so it's it's not about me having things. It's about me being able to give to those who don't who are in the situation that we were in when I was younger. So I had to flip that switch to, it's not about me. It, it isn't about me. And I was making it about me by thinking, I don't deserve this, or my family's going to be upset, or, you know, people are going to be uncomfortable around me, whatever. Money hasn't changed me. It hasn't changed who I am. The only thing that money has done for me today is it gives me bigger goals of who I'm going to give to and where, where I'm going to give. Yeah, I love that, Deanna. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to add on to that because um, I think for people that are watching this and they're thinking about, you know, starting the business or starting their journey in entrepreneurship, but they're not driven by money. Mm -hmm. As you're saying, it's not about the money, but what would you say to them, to that person that's like, I'm not driven by money, but I do sort of want something. What would be their driving force. Um, okay. So I want to ask you guys though, were, were any of you like truly driven by money in the beginning of starting your entrepreneurship or was it by something to do with your family? I can definitely answer that. So I grew up with money. My parents were successful entrepreneurs and still are. And I had a mindset that it gave you security and choices. So I wasn't necessarily driven by a car or a house or those sorts of things, but I was very much, and, and to this day, I can still very 
very much say that it's the security and the choices that I saw an abundant income give my family. Mm -hmm. And I remember that, you know, my mom would say, if any of you need braces, we go get braces. You know, if any of you want to do extracurricular activities, that's provided for you. If you need that education, we went to private schools. And so I think when I, when I went into corporate and realized that I didn't think that I could get that abundant life that I had seen my parents create through entrepreneurship, my dad having his own company, that's when I really turned to looking at other options. And I, I guess I was driven by the security of if I have enough, then nothing will ever be too hard, if that makes sense. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, but I think that was probably different to Jo um, in the sense that her, her upbringing was really different. So yeah, I, I think I, I wanted more. I wanted security. I wanted choices. I wanted the, the options that I felt like money could give, could give me and my future family as well. So it wasn't necessarily the things about money, though. It was the freedom, the choices for your family. Yeah. Anyone else? Motivate. What was your motivation? Yeah, definitely. I, exactly what you just said, Deanna. Um, in terms of money, for me, I, I understand and know, and it even says in, in the Word of God, like money answers all things. Like, you know, that usually is the answer to many problems um, is, is money. But in terms of my drive to become an entrepreneur and to start my own business, um, it was what the money could do more than right. the money. So like, like everyone's sharing, it's not the material possessions. I wasn't like, I want to have a bigger house. I want a bigger car. I want all those material possessions. It was more what it could do, the freedom, the choices, you know, like even in, in recent years, like in the last couple of Christmases, like coming into Christmas and not having that pressure of like, okay, we're, how are we going to get all these things that we want to bless our children with and having to second, you know, have that second thought and being in a position where you're like, we can make those choices. If we want to go away to an island for a week, we can do that. So it's more what it could um, create. So the freedom of it, but not necessarily just the drive for money. I love that. And okay, so I'm going to tell you a different story because I started as an entrepreneur, um, not for money, but for some choices. And the choices were I wanted, I really wanted to be more active in my, in my children's lives. They were not in col uh, college, of course they weren't. They weren't in school yet. And so um, I had, I, I just wanted to be more available for them. So once I started on my journey and um, there, was, there was a level of success, I'm going to be very honest with you, I got caught up in the money. And um, I got caught up in the money because I thought at some point on my journey that the money was going to give me the happiness that I had been seeking for so long. And it was, that, was at, that was absolutely where God dropped me to my knees. And it was at one of the highest points in my life where I had achieved a level of success in so many areas of my life. And I felt the emptiness, the most empty. And that's when I, that's when I truly realized, no, that is not where my happiness comes from. I've been seeking things 
seeking my happiness in all of the wrong things. So I just wanted to put that out there because, um, no, I didn't start it for the money, but there were times when that, that kind of got in my head a little bit. So I think we got off of your question, Joe, <laughs> but that was so good. Can I, what was something I wanted to ask to, and it kind of, I think you've kind of answered it, but equally you could probably give some great advice on it as well is just around that, um, you said that you reach a level of success and you still felt empty. And you know, you know me very well. Um, we have had this conversation many times where I think as entrepreneurs, every single one of us here and everyone that you know we work we work through in and out in and around our lives would call ourselves high achievers. So we are on the go, we are wanting to achieve the next thing, we achieve something and it's instantly onto the next goal, the next um, big thing. And we can really forget to sit in those really special moments. And I had a, a, a huge moment in my, um, in my journey last year. And I remember about a month later, I just sat there and I thought, is that it? Like, is that what it was meant to feel like what's next and I remember my fiance Ratu who's a rugby player so this kind of happens in in a sporting career I guess as well and he just said to me you you never just like congratulate yourself you never celebrate yourself you never ever realize that what you're doing is things that people will never do or they'll always dream of doing and so I guess what I'm trying to ask is for high achievers and people that always want more and they always want to help more people and they always want more results. When do you get to a point or if you ever get to a point where it's enough or is it a process of you have to be enough now and it just continues to get better? What, is, what does that look like? And what would your advice be to someone who's like, I'm just, I'm always going and I'm just never, never feeling like I've made it. Such a good question and a loaded one because we could we could really spend a whole podcast just on that topic. Um, so yeah, celebrating your your successes and celebrating your wins are pivotal because so many people um, and, and the, those celebrations are daily. So if you're doing something daily to impact others, you need to celebrate. Wow, I talked to one person today and we had this most the most amazing conversation and I know I left that person better than what they were feeling prior to our conversation. And so celebrate those daily wins really helps um, tremendously. For, for me, my purpose is to add value to others and to impact the lives of other people. Um, it, truly by helping people find their purpose we in society feel like our purpose is what's next. What's next? That is not your purpose. Your purpose is always about adding value to people. You will be given a vehicle in order to do that. So my vehicle for many years was medicine. Um, and so we are given a vehicle in order to play out our purpose. And when your purpose is truly, I've added value to somebody today. It's not that we don't stop growing and achieving and succeeding because we are placed on this earth to grow and to grow closer to him 
And the way that we do that is by stepping out in fear and having faith. Um, but you, that growth never ends. But if you're, if you're striving to achieve something for, for happiness or to prove your worth, it will always come up empty. So Vic, your purpose, you are such an, you are such a life breather for people. You have an amazing way just to speak life into people. And you have an amazing way how to do that to thousands of people at one time. That is why you are here on earth. So always focus on that particular thing. You will always be filled. And I know exactly what you're talking about is just that what's next or looking at someone else's journey and going, Oh, I need to do this. I need, you know, I need to do more of this. Um, I totally, totally understand that, but it's, it's knowing what our purpose is more than what we're striving for, because truly living is knowing what your purpose and that's where you'll thrive for many, many years in this life. I was striving for that next thing. And today it's all about thriving and what I was created to do and be. Thank you, Deanna. Yeah, it just, I think that was probably something that so many people struggle with on the daily. Mm -hmm. And you, you just touched on it, but could you talk about for one second, the comparison? Because I know that everyone compares themselves on a daily basis with people that maybe are 10 years further down their journey or they're, you're just starting and they're, you know, doing this or could you talk about that and how to remove that from, from your journey altogether or to do the best that people can? Um, you guys, there's so much energy on this call. I mean, I literally want to cry that, I mean, that was such a great question and it's going to impact so many people. I, I'm not the only one that has an answer to this. So you guys, please, please step in with this. Um, that comparison game is so ugly. I mean, it is so ugly for us. Um, so obviously in my book, um, that is something that I, that I talk about, um, because as women, we are, we are trained to look a certain way. We are trained to, um, be, you know, have a perfect exterior and, to be the perfect wife and to be the perfect mother. And so it's the way that we look at people. Now it's on Instagram, used to be just in magazines, right? But now we see it in social media and we see the perfect booties and we see the big chest and the perfect face, et cetera. And so we compare ourselves to that thinking that's what we need to look like to feel worthy. And I love how people are being so transparent on social media today with this is what, you know, like having a bathing suit on and saying, this is what I look like with this pose and this lighting. But if I really turn and show you, there is some cellulite there, just being real. Um, I'm not going to tell you that there's an easy way to stop comparing the only, the only thing that I do, cause it's still, it still is something that I have to catch. And I, I know who I am. And at 54 years old, I am finally becoming comfortable with the person that I was created to be. And I know that I'm perfect. 
And I know that I'm perfect because I was created by a God who made me perfect. I don't care what anybody else thinks anymore. And I, I had to get off of that, that treadmill of constantly thinking that I'm unworthy because I'm comparing myself to someone's highlight reel on social media. It's just not fair. Um, but it isn't, it isn't an easy thing. I have to stay. I have to stay in who I am. And I'm going to tell you that many years ago, <clears throat> when I was in one um, of the worst times of my life, um, that voice that I hear <laughs> often said, I want you to sit in this chair and I want you to do nothing but read my word. And during that time, um, I was shown what is perfect about me. And it's through Philippians 4, 8. If you want to go read that scripture, it's amazing. And we've all heard that scripture, I'm sure, about what is worthy, what is noble. Um, and God spoke to me that day about, Deanna, you are trying to look for your worth in the world. And I'm telling you right now, this is what's worthy about you. This is what's lovely about you. And so listen to my words and listen to what I think about you because that's the only thing that matters. And to this day, I have that piece of paper on my desk, um, the words that God gave me about who I am. And I have to look at that and remind myself sometimes daily and just go, okay, this is who you are. And that's all that matters. Um, so, and I have walked a lot of people through that particular scripture and just said, I, I just want you to read that scripture and then just listen to what God tells you about you, because that's the truth. Nothing else matters. Oh, I went a little deep there. <laughs> so beautiful. I love that. And I, you know, I, I was thinking as I was hearing and listening and talking about comparison, I used to always think to myself, um, it sort of aligns, you know, comparison, jealousy, you know, all that sort of kind of partners up together. And one thing, I've, a really awesome description of that to me in my life that I've always reminded myself of is that's the fear of replacement. That's the fear that someone's going to take something from you. Oh, I think we lost her. I know it's powerful. <laughs> she she's looks beautiful. She looks beautiful. <laughs> she looks stunning. Joe, do you want to add anything? I know that you have had lots of experience with comparison and just kind of walking people through that as well while we get her back. Yeah, I'll add in there. Um, I, I just second everything that you said, Deanna, as well. And in my journey, when I have found myself um, comparing, what has helped me is really just knowing my identity. 
um, and knowing, you know, just like you said, that the way I have been created is perfect and that I don't need to compare myself to, to Vic or to yourself because there's all these amazing women and entrepreneurs and leaders that I see on social media and in my life, but um, accepting that I am imperfectly perfect um, has really helped me because I went through that as well. And I even found myself comparing myself to my good friends. And it was such a icky feeling. I was like, why do you feel like that? Um, and when I was really secure in who I was and who I've been created to be, um, I found that really helpful. And just staying in, in your own lane, you know, being a big cheerleader of other people that are being successful, that are doing amazing things in the gym when you're not, cheer them on, encourage them because your time is coming, stay in your own lane. Um, so yeah, that's really what, what has helped me. Yeah, one that's other thing about, oh, sorry, Deanna. I was just going to say one other thing that I would add to the comparison as well that kind of has helped me a lot is um, knowing that it's possible. So if I see something, someone, sorry, do something in their business or their journey or on their social media, I just think, okay, well, I know that I can do that. So if, if they can do that, I can do that as well. Or they've just shown me that it's possible or they've just shown me um, the way to, to do that. And so that's kind of been something because I did struggle with comparison a lot. And now I just think, okay, well, I can do it too if, they, if they've been able to do it. Yeah, that's an amazing, that's an amazing way to switch that around because it's so true. Um, and I think it comes from abundance, just knowing that, um, you know, whatever it is that we're wanting to do or that we're comparing, we are here for our own unique reason. And we're comparing ourselves to somebody who's here for their own unique reason. And there's so much abundance and if we just walk in that abundance instead of what we're not or looking at what we think we're not and focusing on our particular strengths. And that's what um, most, most of us do is we look at the 20% that we lack and we look at, we compare ourselves to the people who have the 20% that we think we lack. And instead of focusing on the 80% of our strengths, that's, that's the most important piece of, of the comparison, but it's, it's so difficult for women. I mean, that's why we have, you know, eating disorders and, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a horrible thing, um, for, for us to do to ourselves. Yeah, that's so true, Deanna. I think, um, I've got one last question for you and I think it's just for, uh, you know, any particularly women that are out there that are wanting to get started in their journey, um, but they may not have a supportive partner or husband um, at the moment, like how, what, what advice would you give to them? Okay, that is a great question. Before I answer that, welcome back <laughs> to the call. Um, you were going to say something pretty powerful, so we want to hear what you had to say. Um, my power just went shut down. We've got like a little bit of a storm going on here. And I was like, what happened? I'm so sorry. Okay, where was I? I comparison and talking about how for me I've always did it sorry. I've always myself that's such a lack mindset. It's such a lack like there's not 
enough, if something's eating, then I miss out, you know, and I think that's a horrible way to and so, you know, I always go back to like like I shared earlier as my Oh, no. We really want to hear what she has to say. And I think it was adding on. Oh, we lost her again. Have you got me? Okay. Yes, we got you. I feel like God needs me to say this now. He does. is literally trying to interrupt. Okay, I am with you. I am with you. I'm going to make sure I'm not on Wi-Fi. I hear you. I don't even know where it was. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about identity. I feel like our journey in life, you know, even our journeys, if you're starting as an um, entrepreneur, it's a journey of discovery. So often it's hugely important that we get that foundation right. If we don't get that right, then we're always comparing and trying to grab externally all. So um, for me, in terms of comparison, I've always, always focused inward. So I always feel like, look outward too much, internally too much, it's going to bring too much influence and seep into your own belief and change your own dialogue in your own mind. And it's going to confusion, really. Confusion which leads to fear, which we've spoken about today. And so, um, yeah, for me, having that abundant mindset, knowing that you are uniquely designed, nobody can take your position. God's created you for a absolutely no one can take that you cannot be um god put you here for that reason so you never have to walk around with that fear of if i don't get there fast enough someone's going to beat me or someone's going to take it or steal it from me and so i think walking in the uniqueness of who you are trusting that you know god's called you for that and that's why i've been in his i love him pouring it you know you can hear it gets a little bit of the, the depth of your spirit that God speaks to is really the that you exude externally. So, yeah, just identity you, just finding your true identity and the truth is really going to set this whatever you I'm done. I got through that. That was beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, so we have to focus on yeah. And I love what you said about being worried about someone's going to get there faster than I am. I've got to do this before someone else. That's, that is something that um, is huge, huge with women. Absolutely. So beautiful. Okay. So Joe, you were talking about, um, you know, not having a supportive partner. So, um, my, my husband and I have been very transparent about this. He wasn't very supportive in the beginning of me becoming an entrepreneur. My, um, and, and partly because, God bless him, when he married me, he married me with tons of debt because I was in school to become a physician's assistant and that wasn't cheap. So when I wanted to go into a, a, you know, a completely different field, he was like, what? What is going on here? And the biggest part of why he was not supportive was because I did not explain my vision well. I did not explain to him where I thought I could go. And I didn't explain to him what it looked like. And to be um, 
just to give myself a little bit of break on that, I didn't know either. I just knew that there were some possibilities, but it, there were there was a point where I had to I had to tell him, babe, I know I haven't been clear with where this is going to go, but if you can just trust me, um, I will make it happen. I will make it happen. And he goes, okay. And so at that point, I had to go. Well, I got to make this happen now, but it was truly because. I wasn't clear on what I thought was, was going to happen in the business. So um, that may not work for everyone. There still may be people who your, your, your partner may not, even if you give them the full picture, they're not supportive. So, but that, those are some tips that, that I would highly recommend. But again, that pull was there and I knew that that, that was from a higher um, higher pull than, than what I could explain. So I hope that, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's just going to be so powerful for anyone that listens to this and, um, how they can communicate with their partner or loved ones about getting started and sharing that vision together. For sure. Can I chime in on that just before we finish, because I feel like we could talk forever but one thing I mean when I started and and said to Ratu I want to do I want to get out of corporate and I want to do something different he really had to see me try and that was such a big thing and and what my advice for that would be if you are gonna take the road less traveled and you're gonna put the energy into having things that maybe you didn't think were possible for you and your family and your partner show up for it and put the energy in. And I, and I always think of it this way. If Ratu was to say to me, I want to be a professional athlete, that might mean that we move around the world and you have to make new friends. And, you know, it, it might be a bit choppy and changey here and the contracts aren't guaranteed. And I said, okay, well, I'll support you because that's your dream. If he then decided he was going to be late to training and didn't really put effort in and he ate McDonald's every other day, which meant that his, you know, his fitness wasn't up to scratch, I would be sitting there thinking, well, what am I doing? You know, you wanted me to come on this journey with you and you're not showing up and you're not doing your thing. And so something I do see is people say, my, my partner's not supportive and I can understand because maybe they're, maybe they're traveling to, um, you know, events or they're going to a, a personal growth conference and they're spending money doing that. And then they just are the same person or they just, you know, don't put energy in or they choose to, you know, binge watch Netflix, not on the one, <laughs> not on the one episode, but, you know, they just don't show up for those dreams. And so their partner sits there thinking, well, I'm supporting you, but you're not really, you know, coming to the table. And so that's definitely something if you are pursuing that dream and you are maybe sacrificing things with your family or taking time away from, from your kids, like you did Deanna and Kitty as well, and Joe to, to build this dream, you know, really show up and sort of give that respect back to your partner if they are really supporting you. And that would, that's, would be my advice because I've been through it a lot in the last six years of my journey for sure. That is an excellent point. Excellent point. 
Well, you guys, we could have this conversation all day. This has been, I mean, you guys have added so much value to me. The energy on this um, podcast has been incredible. So I want to thank Vic and Kitty and Joe for being a part of this and just sharing your heart, um, sharing your passion, sharing your time with everyone who is going to listen to this. So I want to thank, again, everyone who is a part of this podcast. If you are not a part of my private Facebook group, Deanna's Diamonds, go to DeannaHeron.net and ask to be a part of that private Facebook group. It's a group of amazing women who encourage each other, empower each other, and cheer each other along their journey. So again, thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you, ladies. I love you so much. And I look forward to seeing everyone next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Be inspired by the Deanna Heron podcast show at deannaheron.net.